0: Hey, I'm Jamie Glowacki, and you are listening to Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler, but holy fuck. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. All right, today is a fun episode because I want to talk about when Psycho Mom comes to town. I think we all have a little experience with Psycho Mom. You are, you know, going about your parenting life and you are loving and gentle and you are trying not to yell and you are being all the things you think you're supposed to be present and mindful and super conscious and gentle discipline. And then your kid does that one thing one more time. And holy shit, the seventh gate of hell opens up and out comes psycho mom. (laughs) We're all familiar. Psycho mom yells. She may stomp, she may throw things across the room, she may storm pillows down on the couch, she will bring up shit you did years ago that has nothing to do with the current infraction, right? She's catastrophic. You always do this. You never clean up. You always, you never, that's catastrophic, right? Nobody always does one thing and never does another thing. Here's the thing. I can joke all I want about Psycho Mom, but Psycho Mom is scary as fuck for your little one. Okay. She is very seriously scary. And I'm talking about Psycho Mom because you know what? Dads tend not to go to Psycho Dad. And I'm talking, of course, in normal, healthy family dynamics, right? Dads tend to be better about being firm and titrating their feelings without having to build up. Because here's the real deal, you guys. If Psycho Mom makes a semi-regular appearance in your house, it's because you aren't letting out your feelings. You are building up steam. And it comes out through Psycho Mom. So many moms I work with, They say the same thing over and over again. You know, I I try to be gentle. I don't want to yell. I know that's not the way I want to parent. And then one day I just lose it. And I know, I know it's scary. I know I scared my kid. They come to me because they have scared their child and they feel like they've done this damage. Listen, Psycho Mom definitely comes out of nowhere because you've built up steam. So we want to break this down. So I need you to listen carefully because there's three main points to this. Giving fake reactions when you are stymieing or bottling up a reaction, yeah, all the time that benefits no one. It doesn't benefit your child. It doesn't benefit you, okay? You are allowed to show frustration and anger. You should also get really, really good at apologizing. So let's kind of let's break those three things down. okay? we have this collective notion that we should never show anger or frustration. And yeah, of course, I don't want you blowing a gasket every time your kid does something right, because your your toddler again is in learning mode. They have this explosive growth. They're having colliding emotions. They're going to test your limits. That is their job to to push against boundaries, to test limits. Right. But that doesn't mean we should just take it. And I, we have this idea of, you know, I know gentle discipline is a is a hot topic. We have this idea that everything should just be this, you know, no, 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 please don't do that. Mommy asked you not to do that. Guys, first of all, did you hear my voice? No, no, mommy asked you. I'm whining. I'm whining. There's no authority in my voice, right? I sound like everything's up for negotiation. So we have this idea that that we should be talking to our children like that. And it's not true again, you don't have to, you don't have to blow a gasket, but there's a lot of room between that voice and blowing a gasket. And listen, there's also real life and there's real feelings. And when we show real feelings in real life, and we don't parent from this like fake place, this place above the real life, we get honest communications. Dealing with real feelings and real apologies helps kids manage their own emotional landscape. Right? Faking you're not mad when you are, that leads to passive aggressive behavior. And eventually, yeah, it leads to psycho mom. The other thing is, do we really want to model stuffing our feelings? Do we really want to show our kids that like, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to lose it. We don't want to model that. We know that girls, our daughters, as they grow into their teen years, they suffer from this. We also know this about our sons, about our boys, right? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it till I can't take it anymore. And then I'm going to, what, punch somebody, right? So this is not just for right now. This is for the the, the your whole parenting career, yeah? And you don't want to be passive aggressive. Dude, that's my trip. And my son, oh, God love him. You know, I'm I'm very conscious, with him. And I believe I've taught him well, cause he calls me on my shit. He's like better sometimes than a therapist. Cause I do, I get angry and I try not to get angry. And, but I, I, <clears throat> when I get angry and I stop talking, I don't just stop talking. I suck the oxygen out of the room. There is no way even a perfect stranger wouldn't be able to tell I was angry. And thankfully I'm so grateful that my son has this emotional awareness, but he'll be like, you're doing that thing. I'm being passive aggressive. Right. And so not only do I not want to be that, but I also just so love and honor that that Pascal and I have created this thing where he can call me on my shit because that's very, very helpful. Right. And that's the thing is you want to build this communication with your kid so that you can have this open and honest relationship as you guys go. I am here to tell you, if you build up steam and don't let it out slowly, You end up with psycho mom, right? And what you want to do is you want to be consistent and safe in your emotional reactions. So that's a really big deal. And what do I mean by that? Consistent and safe. So let me, I want to give a couple of examples of families I've worked with so you can get this and it's very clear to you. So one mom and guys, just so you know, like details have been changed when I give case studies, both in my book and here on air, I want you to know that I've really changed a lot of details. So if you do work with me, I will never, uh, <laughs> I will never air your case publicly. And um, also, I contact families and ask if I can use some of the broad details of our work together. So I get permission. I just want you to know that because this is very vulnerable stuff, and it, it can be very hard. And I don't want anybody to ever think that I'm publicly airing their vulnerabilities. Okay, but I I did have one mom contact me and she contacted me because she was the main reason where she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm seeing fear in my children's eyes. And I don't know how to parent in a way that I don't see fear in my children's eyes. Now, this mom was a very, very conscious mom, like kind of over the top conscious, really overthinking every single breath she took because she grew up in a house where her mom was like, you know, emotionally all over the map, maybe even some sort of mental illness, but very authoritarian, very, would come down on weird things and other things would let slide. She was just all over the map. And this mom had been through her therapy and and just didn't want to be this crazy mom, right? So so she was super conscious, uh, again, almost to a fault. And her kids, the the main thing was And and this is a this is a larger tale, but her she had a hard time carving time for self-care. And so she would take some self-care in the morning, which would lead her kids to wake up and kind of be on their own for about a half hour. But they would wake up hungry. They would hit the kitchen on their own. They would make a mess. She would usually come into the kitchen to like a food fight and throwing like literally throwing milk at each other. Well, guess what? (laughs) Most of the time she would try to have this like gentle, like, no, 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 sit down. We don't do that. She tried to be very, very gentle about it. And I asked you not to throw the milk. You guys, you need to love each other. She had this like overarching, really good intention, but every uh, five days, psycho mom would show up. I told you not to do this. My, my, my. She's throwing slamming stuff down on the counter. And that whole interaction, she started to see fear in her children's eyes throughout the day, right? They would, they would look at her. She would try to set a boundary and they would look at her and she was seeing this fear. And it, it was really hurt, hurting her that she couldn't fix this. So of course, the larger issue is we had to figure out different self-care times so that she didn't get behind her own eight ball in the morning and the kids could get fed right away. There was definitely that. But one of the big things that was happening that was so tricky is she was actually creating the very thing she was trying to avoid, which is a psychological unsafe situation. If our reactions are wildly different. So if one day, let's say your kid throws something at your head, and one day that gets a, I asked you not to do that. We don't throw things at mommy. If it gets that reaction, and the next day it gets, you always throw shit at me. I hate this. You're never good. That is psychologically unsafe, right? It makes your kid walk on eggshells. It's not consistent and it's not safe, right? So first of all, and we're going to do a whole episode on boundaries, both yours and your child's, but it's unsafe if you don't have a consistent reaction. And that's about boundaries, right? If it's different every time, your child doesn't know where to go. And I often use this analogy. We need to be uber clear, both in our delivery and in our setting of the rules and boundaries, because otherwise it's literally crazy making. And I I use this this example. Imagine sitting down to play a board game. I don't know, four people. And the head person says, you know what? There are no rules. Just Just jump in, play any way you want to play. And you start to play. And they say, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. And you go, well, you said play any way I want to play. but not that way. And that goes on and on and on. Pretty soon you'll be super frustrated and you'd be super crazy. Be like, "Is this guy's insane. Like there's rules. That's how it is with our kids, you guys. If we don't set the rules and set the rules early and young, they're psychologically unsafe. They're going to go crazy because we do have rules and eventually you will say no. So again, we'll get more into this with the boundaries episode with kids. But for now, we're talking about the delivery, how we deliver those rules and boundaries, right? How we react when they're being pushed. So that's what we're maintaining now. And again, if you're all over the map, if one day you get this like, no, no, no. And the next day psycho mom comes out, your child's going to feel very unsafe. So how do we do that? Right? How do we, how do we titrate these feelings? There's a whole world again. There's a whole world <laughs> between psycho mom and this, this very almost asking permission for a reprimand, right? There's, there's a bunch in between that. So another family came to me and, and we worked on this with that first mom I was telling you about, right? There, another family came to me because their daughter was, holy shit, pushing boundaries like you would not believe, like pushing, 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 pushing hard. And so the mom reported, she said, you know what? I'm, I'm yelling. She won't do anything until I absolutely yell and I can't. I don't want to yell. This isn't how I want a parent. I don't want to yell all the time. So I said, all right. So we get on the phone and I said, so first of all, tell me how you're yelling. So I said, just like I've done, I'm your daughter. I've just done something wrong and you yell at me. So the mom gives me an example of her quote unquote yelling. And I was like, oh, sweetie, that's not yelling. You're just being firm. You get to be firm. Right. And so she was like, what I feel like I'm yelling. So this is another problem I run into, right? Is like, we don't want to be psycho mom. We're trying to be this gentle, loving. No, 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 we don't do that. But if we try to be somewhere in between, it feels like we're yelling. So check in with yourself. Are you, when you try to be firm and let's call that like the middle pendulum. Okay. So on one end, we have this negotiation, soft questioning reprimand and on the other end we have psycho mom so in the middle here is firm mom and so many parents are avoiding that middle ground because it feels too mean it feels like they're edging towards psycho mom so this mom and I it was great because she had been and you know before becoming a parent she was a, a school teacher in, a, in an urban setting. And she knew she had her very loving voice. She had her teacher voice. And then she worked in a school where she could press a button and a security guard would come if things got out of hand. So that was her security guard voice. And so we worked on those three voices because she was security guard was not even the panic button. Security guard is like, you mean business. Stop throwing things right now. Guys, that's not psycho mom. Psycho mom is out of control. You need to be in control. So so security guard voice, yeah, that that's going to get stuff done because your kid knows you mean business. You have set that very firm boundary and it's okay to have that voice. So I would venture to say a lot of parents who are really making an effort to consciously parent are super afraid of Teacher voice and security card, security guard voice, right? Because they feel mean. But as long as you're in control, you get to be firm with the rules you've set and the corrections you're going to make with your child. I hope that makes sense to you. It's this gray area between very ineffective. No, 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 no. And psycho mom. And I feel like that's where so much confusion comes in is that we think. That we can't be that firm. And you have to be. You guys, listen, your kid is going to test limits. They're going to press against your boundaries. It is their developmental job to do so. How do you know the rules of the game if you don't push against? Yeah. How do you know where your psychological fence lies? if you don't push against it and see if it will hold. So we we have this whole thing with limit testing that it's like bad. It's great. Everybody limit tests. You know, let's say you're at your job and one day you're just five minutes late by accident and nobody notices. You go, this is kind of cool. Nobody even, nobody noticed. I didn't get in trouble. My pay didn't get docked. So the next day you don't rush as much and you're 10 minutes late. Still nobody notices. You're gonna keep pushing that limit. You know you are. We're human. We love to push limits. And and kids are no different, especially since it's this explosive growth, explosive development right now. They need to know where your limit lies. <laughs> and I love to say this, like, guys, remember they're three years on the planet. They are so brand new. This is also brand new. So do not be afraid of those voices in between there can be very firm and figure it out for yourself. Like, okay, you know, you might try this, like, no, no, no voice, but I don't even think you should even try that super end of the pendulum I was talking about. Be careful and watch yourself. Are you asking permission to teach your child the rules? Are you asking permission to reprimand your child? No, no, no. That hurts mommy's feelings. Guys, that's ineffective. Your kid doesn't give a rat's ass if they hurt your feelings. They're three. <laughs> but this brings us to apologies. And I said, get really good at apologizing. And I can't I can't overstate the value in apologizing. A lot of times, even when I'm working with a potty training family and it's just kind of gotten mucked up and mom and dad are starting to lose it, we actually go into apologies. And I just tell them, look, even if it's not, you did nothing wrong. This situation became a clusterfuck beyond, you know, it was out of everybody's control, but apologize. When you apologize to your child, magic happens. Yeah. They take, you take shame off of them. Our kids are going to react if they feel shame. Shame feels so yucky. And if you don't know a lot of uh, shame, look into Brene Brown. She does a, uh, she's an actual shame researcher and her work is phenomenal in shame. You need to know that. If your child feels bathed in shame, they are going to kick back and hard. But there's a couple of things we need to talk about when you apologize, because apologies can go wildly wrong and really fuck up the situation even more. This is with adults, too, and your, and your spouse. But right now, of course, we're dealing with parenting. When you apologize, always, always, always use I statements. I feel I am I am upset. Yeah, I am angry. I feel this. Use I statements, not the other person. Recognize that whenever you blow a gasket, whenever something out of the blue especially makes you angry, this is a trigger point for you. It may not be a trigger point for everyone. That's very careful to notice. And we'll, we'll be going through this in another episode as well. But your trigger point is something in you has a value or a belief has been poked and it makes you go crazy. Okay. You have to own that. So one of the ways we own that is stay away from the statement, you made me so angry. So your little one, again, let's just stick with throw something at your head and you're never good. You made me, you made me so angry. They didn't make you so angry. Yeah, (laughs) you got angry. So you have to own that with the I statement. And this is subtle language switches, but it makes a huge difference. Nobody can make you feel anything. You feel everything and everything you feel can be perfectly valid, but nobody made you feel that. Okay, so stay away from that sentence. Recognize that under most anger is hurt or sorrow. It can it can be many things, right? So if your kid throws something at you, your anger could be you were scared, yeah, or your anger could be like, "Holy shit, I'm raising a psycho." We all go to that catastrophic thinking very quickly, like, "Oh my god, my kid's awful, and I'm I'm raising a psychotic kid. I'm I'm raising a sociopath." Nah, it's not true. (laughs) Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to, with your little one, you definitely always, 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 and I'll be repeating this throughout. This is, I repeat this constantly. Connection before correction. So you definitely want to make sure that you and your little one are connected before you let it fly. Right. And this is, I think people understand this, but this is where they get lost. They try to connect and then they lose their anger. You need to, So then they don't connect and they go right to anger. And that often happens, but you want to be really clear. Yeah. So you connect with your child and say, listen, when you throw something, my heart starts to beat really fast. I get very, very scared that I will get hurt. And I, you, so that's an example of how you not, you made me scared, not you made me, but I get this feeling. Be very clear about what, what feeling you had. Yeah. So rather than, you know, that that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Those are so overarching. We want to, again, open up the communication and open up the landscape, the emotional landscape to be rich. Right. So so when somebody throws something at me, I get scared. My heart races. Right. So be very specific like that. Again, psycho mom happens because we haven't titrated out our feelings. Titrate is to let out a little at a time, right? And if you build up all this steam, I can almost guarantee Psycho Mom's going to make an appearance. Do not be afraid. It is okay to be very firm. It is okay to get that security guard voice. It's okay to have that teacher voice. You want to cultivate this voice. Your voice has to be non-negotiable. It cannot be a question. And it shouldn't be soft. Yeah. And that's not mean. It's firm. And then your child understands. They know you mean business and not in a power hungry way. They know the rule. They know they can't step over that. And we want to avoid psycho mom because, again, she's just scary. And you know it. You need to feel in control. If you feel out of control, that's very, very scary. It's not just psycho mom's behavior that's scary. It's that mommy has no control. And that's very, very scary. Again, I've, I've used this as mom, mom, mom. I think dads naturally, and of course, this is a generalization, but dads naturally have, first of all, they, they take less shit. They just, they have better boundaries. They take less shit than women. And that's just a, a true generalization. But dads also do some key things. They automatically have a lower pitch. Dads tend not to negotiate. They just don't. It's like, I said this, and that's how it is. And they're very, very good at that. So if you're, you know, I'm not trying to be a sexist here talking about moms, but psycho mom definitely tends to be the the woman. <laughs> and very rarely do I see psycho dad in a healthy family dynamic. All right. Again, don't let it build up. Just that's the key. If you feel like psycho mom's starting to make an appearance, you're like, oh shit, I'm letting it build up. How can I be more real? How can I let these feelings out? How can I show my child that I am frustrated? And once I'm frustrated, I get to apologize. I can tell my child that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I lost it. I'm sorry that I got so frustrated. Here's what happened for me. Here's what I feel, and I'm really sorry. So again, that's how you're going to apologize. All right, I'm going to sign off for today. You can always go to jamieglowacki.com for the super cool latest updates, including the launch of my new book, yummy new book pre-sale treats, when we release new episodes, and how to work with me directly. And of course, if you need any potty training help, there's a handy link there that will take you to all my potty training resources, including all my courses. That's the O-Crap oh potty training online course, my pooping solutions course, and my night training supplement. And if you need additional help, how to book with a certified OCRAP oh consultant. That's all at jamieglowacki.com. Have a beautiful day and rock on.